It's Thursday, and you are tuned in to another episode of Worry Less, Pray More. We have a special guest on the show today, and we're going to talk about what happens when prayer doesn't go your way. So welcome to the Worry Less, Pray More radio show today. Today, TJ, my main man, Pots and Pans. Pots and Pans. (laughs) From Salem (laughs) County is here with me on the show, as well as we have a guest today, TJ, uh, a good friend of yours, a good friend That's of, right. of uh, Coastal Christian, and uh, somebody that loves the Lord and, and serves the Lord full-time, Laura Matera. Welcome to the Worry Less, Pray More show today. Thank you. Excited to be with you guys. And Laura, just so folks know, you uh, work for FCA, which stands for? Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yes, I um, have the honor of serving with FCA as the Cape Atlantic Director of Year-Round Ministry here. Also serve with sports-specific FCA surf in the Mid-Atlantic region. Wow, that's awesome. How long have you been doing that? This, actually just starting my fifth year. Fifth year? Yeah, this fall. That's good stuff. And what what's uh, some, for our listeners, what kind of things do you do here in the Ocean City area? Or, or how far do you go? Like, what do you do? So um, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes actually serves specifically coaches and athletes and invites them into a relationship with Jesus Christ to grow not only athletically, but to grow spiritually. Wow. So they do that through like a 4C program, working with coaches, community, camps, and on the local campus here. Wow, so in public schools? Yeah, so in public schools. So we actually have 15 uh, campus clubs in our Cape, just in our Cape Atlantic area here. Wow, that's awesome. So do you have a website if anybody wanted to check we it out? We actually have two. Um, we FCACapeAtlantic.org. That's our local site, and so you can kind of check us out there and, and take a look at our staff and um, take a look at the program that's going on. Also, FCASurf.org, and um, that'll just kind of take you to Surf and Skate Ministry and give you a little bit more of a background there, and you can always contact us through those websites. Cool. That's good stuff. Yeah, man. So I I actually go way back with Laura. I can't believe it's been as long as it has been now. Um, I think about seven or eight years. And uh, this actually takes us into what we're going to talk about today. But Laura, how did you get involved with FCA? So FCA, um, actually, um, I was married to Joe Matera, and probably back in like 2002, he went on staff with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes as an area representative. And uh, I was more in the role of support services. Um, I had three young girls at home. And so what I really did was host people that came, uh, assisted him with camps. I was a great folder and sender outer of newsletters. And so um, that was really my role in in FCA. And um, we're going to share a little bit about more about my story and and how I got to actually work in full-time staff. Wow. So you went from folding uh, those letters to Mm full-time staff. Yeah, it's going to be Right, and one day this scraggly-haired guy from Salem County showed up on her doorstep, (laughs) and her life's never been the same. It's so true, TJ, (laughs) so true. So impactful in so many ways, yeah. It's been been an exciting journey for sure. Yeah, so good stuff. So um, if you're just listening for the first time today, uh, quick little recap. What we've been talking about on the show is things that could hinder your prayer. Um, Things, you know, if you're praying for something and maybe what happens isn't necessarily what you've been praying for, the outcome of what... What happens in your life is the opposite of what you've been praying for. And we've, we've talked about a couple different things. The first one being, are you in God's will? You know, is what you're praying for in line with God's will? And, and we discussed that. Maybe if your prayers aren't answered, it could be that you're praying for something that, that wasn't God's will. Um, and then the next thing we talked about was uh, the fact that there is resistance here on earth. Um, it's spiritual resistance. There's a spiritual world that we can't see. Um, that sometimes we don't even recognize is there that can hinder your prayers. And we talked about Daniel and the angel um, being hindered by, by Satan himself. So, and then what we really wanted to do today is we wanted to bring Laura on. And, and she has a story um, where people all over the world were praying for her. And things, you know, things weren't exactly, didn't go exactly as we had hoped. You know, we had hoped for some different outcomes in the situation. So, Laura, um, just wondering if you could kind of kick us off with how that how that happened sure so um my husband and i like i said we were serving with the fellowship of christian athletes and um in 2010 we so it's good to say we were both walking with the lord um he was in full-time ministry um and we were raising our family in the church we definitely had a regular daily relationship with christ um we would um our routine was to get up early in the morning make coffee sit together and pray together so we had that time to come before the lord 
Lord and and um, just to seek him for his will in our lives and in our ministry and to intercede for other people. So um, in coming out of the summer of 2010, I really had a strong feeling that something spectacular was going to happen in our life, something larger than what was presently happening. Uh, I, I say, refer to that time of our life as kind of a coast, you know, when everything's kind of going okay, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. And he said, Laura, I really feel the same in, in my heart, in my life. So as we entered into the fall, I think both of us were kind of like looking for like, what's that thing going to be? Like, maybe it's going to be travel. Maybe it's going to be ministry growth. Maybe, you know, something, we were both looking for something positive and exciting. I know Joe was thinking Hawaii. Oh yeah, he definitely. <laughs> someplace warm, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, as as time went on, I think both of us kind of like settled back into our like regular routine and we weren't really thinking about the bigger picture of what God might have for us. But um, 2010... Um, December 10th, which was uh, just about seven years ago, um, he had gone in for a minor surgery and the results came back. I remember he called me on the phone and he's like, I have cancer. And um, at the time, I did feel like it was overwhelmingly serious. I mean, it wasn't something I took lightly. I knew something was going on. It happened to be his birthday. And so um, kind of had this big steak dinner planned with champagne and like, like desserts and all a good time. And, and I do remember specifically coming home and we sat in our little space that we normally sit in, in the morning and we just, it was just him and I like, and just looking at each other and realizing that we had arrived at a completely different day of our life. And I remember specifically in reference to prayer saying to him, Everything we've prayed for in the last 10 years will be answered in this journey that we are now on. And I think that began to be our focus and our prayer. So the moving forward, the way that we were praying wasn't a prayer of desperation for healing and for wholeness. It was more of a, um, a prayer that God would allow us to do well in the circumstances that he had called us to. Mm. Now, I really want to make sure, you know, if someone is listening and they do have cancer, that I feel specifically like our cancer journey um, was something that was meant to be for the greater good. And I, I would not ever want to imply that that is true for every other person. My story is my story specifically. It's very personal to me. And, um, you know, I hope that in sharing it, that people can find hope and can find um, some peace for themselves and, you know, be able to take away from that, you know, a strength that Christ can give them. But um, we began to pray for those things. And in the midst of that, um, I had a very dear friend. Her name was Ann Dice, and we had been partnering with her in ministry. She uh, ministers in the Dominican Republic. And she um, actually produced probably over a thousand cards that had Joe's name on it. So... Um, they were distributed in four different countries. And in the U.S., they said Joe, which is a simple little three-by-five card. But the ones that were distributed in the, in the Dominican Republic said Jose on them. And then there were some um, distributed in China and other places. And in every place, you know, his name was written in that language. And so um, within a week, we people had gathered in our yard for a night prayer meeting. Joe knew a lot of people. He was a very public figure. And I think that we both felt called to um, make sure that we were living out our faith so that people could see it. Um, and now looking back, you know, I hesitate a little bit and I, I think, oh my goodness, that was truly the Lord's work in our life. Our children were young at the time um, and it was definitely um, a journey that we knew nothing about. We didn't, we'd never had cancer. We had never been sick. We, you know, we these things had not occurred to us before. So um in that, we were really not only praying for physical healing, but praying for emotional healing, um, spiritual healing, relational healing, and healing of of people in our sphere of influence, not just um, for ourselves. So um, two things. Early on, we had met a particular doctor who said to us, other people have done this, and you can do it too. And that resonated with me the entire journey. Like, other people have done this, and you can do it too. So I'm like, okay, so if other people have done this and they've done it well, then how can I do it well as, mm, as well? Right. So we began to call people that had, were Christ followers and that were praying for us and that had also gone down 
this this journey of illness and of cancer. And I do want to mention that he was terminal from the get-go. So we knew that, you know, it wasn't like we were wondering what was going to happen. Um, uh, you know, we were told ahead of time that we had about six months um, time period. So and that was from December 2010? December 10th, okay. yes. So um, we did a series of things. We did surgery. We were at various hospitals. We entered into clinical trials. And um, the experience itself was um, very heavy, um, very difficult. And I say now it is not anything that I would ever go back and choose hmm. um, for myself or for someone else. But in that same way, I also say that entire experience, I would never return it mm. either. So, um, and Joe was very strong. He definitely was the spiritual um, head of our family. Um, he really maintained a lot of strength and faith, started blogging in that time. Um, and uh, so uh, we really all took his lead. And so one of the, one of the um, verses that God gave us almost like the very first day um, was Isaiah 41, 18 through 20. So this is what made our um, journey very unique and the way that we prayed unique. Um, it said, I will make rivers flow on barren heights and springs within the valley. I will turn the desert into pools of water and parched ground into springs. I will put in the desert the cedar and the achaia and the myrtle and the olive. I will set pines in the wasteland and fir and cypress together so that people may see and know, may consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this. The Holy One of Israel has created it. So just like recapping there, the people may see and know. And we knew that people could not see or know unless we opened our door and unless we revealed ourselves all along the way, like in an intimate way. Because we it was super important to us that people would consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this. Now, of course, everyone wants to get better when anybody is sick. The, oh, yeah. You know, the goal is getting better. So we fought super hard to make sure that happened. We went to the best doctors. We did an enormous amount of integrative health. And, you know, we altered our entire lives with the focus of being physically healthy. So, um, you know, we certainly didn't just step back and, and only pray. Um, so um, that was important. But the spiritual aspect was definitely the center. Christ was in the center of that. But we wanted people to know and understand Christ in it. Mm. And um, we didn't know what the outcome was. So in saying, you know, we wanted people to know and understand the Lord and that his hand had done this, I didn't know what the Lord was going to do. Like none of us knew what the Lord was going to do. And um, so in in the whole experience, we actually had two and a half years, which was extraordinary. Like, um, it was much more time than we had anticipated. Um, in that time, his, what he wanted to do was do ministry. And so, um, as a family, I have three girls and they were, um, uh, middle school age at the time, uh, pre, uh, primary school and middle school. And so all the rest of the four of us dedicated to him, helping him to do ministry so that he could do what he wanted to do if, in fact, these were the last years of his life. So in 2013, um, we had gotten through a few summers. He felt really, really well. I mean, it was definitely a journey of uh, ups and downs, but um, overall, we were able to live a really full life and keep Christ the center and not be focused on illness all the time. But um, in, in the late spring of 2013, he began to um, encounter a lot more health challenges. And through um, some testing, we realized that the cancer had spread through his entire body, into his um, bones, into his spine, into all his major organs. And so um, we were running uh, camps at that time, which we still do through the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Um, and so at that time, it was our 10th year of running surf camps. We run eight weeks with a full staff. Um, 30, 35 kids every week. Wow. He came to the first day of camp and never came back. Mm. So we kept thinking that he would get better and that he would be able to navigate through that. And in the um, third week of camp, he was hospitalized. And the fourth week of camp, we brought him home. So we had him home five days. And um, on July 21st, on a Sunday night, it was around 630, um, he went home to be with the Lord. Wow. And... Um, you know, we believe really right up until the end that he was covered by other people's prayers, covered by our own prayers, and that ultimately the Lord healed him 
and answered in that way by taking him home. Mm. And um, I know that, you you know, from what you guys have been telling me that you've been talking about, um, when somebody isn't healed here on earth, and that's what we've been praying for, um, that can rock your world and that can oh, rock man. your faith. Yeah. But if, you know, what we were praying for was not specifically for his own personal healing here on earth physically. Right. We were praying for the bigger picture. We were praying for people to know and understand and see God's hand at work in our life. Right. And Which is um, powerful to pray that. You know, it's a, like a, a unselfish prayer, basically. I mean, believe me, if, you know, we're sick, we're praying for healing. I mean, did you did pray for him yes. to be healed. Right? Yes, and in fact, um, not only did we pray for healing, but we really followed biblical examples of our church praying for us, our community praying for us, um, uh, the elders um, anointed him with oil. Yeah, so you've done all that, and like you just expressed, ultimately God chose to take Joe home to mm. be with him. I was explaining to TJ, I prayed for a little boy named Malcolm. Mm. He was like seven. He lived in Neptune, New Jersey, and it was a friend of a friend. I would go up there with a group of guys, and we were you know, praying and fasting and, and, and uh, doing everything we could. You know, We would go up there and try to comfort the family, but he went home to be with the Lord mm. as well. And when that happened, initially, uh, I was hurting you mm. know, and, and asking questions of the Lord, you know, so I'm sure, I don't know, you know, you can share what, what mm -hmm. in your initial, did you have any questions of the Lord or what, what, what happened? Um, so the time that he died, um, you know, we often say, um, was probably the most difficult time of our life. Um, and it seemed like a very awkward season for God to take him home. Like summer is, is the time where we minister to people. We share Christ with people. It's probably our busiest time of the year. So, um, you know, we often joke that like, what was God thinking? Like we weren't doing anything in January. Like that would have seemed like a good time to take him if he was going to take him. But, um, looking back, um, I feel like all of that busyness and all of that activity kind of kept our focus. But I will say that, um, I often worried about going to sleep that night. Like, how would I go to sleep after something like that would happen? And, and I woke up the next morning, and I felt like I could hear a voice, not audible, but just in my mind, saying to me, um, don't even try. There's nothing good left. It'll never be good again. Don't even try stepping forward. Wow. And, you know, in that instant, like, I remember actually making a decision to not listen to that voice and like, no, you know, I know the voice of the Lord. Like Joe and I were seeking what God would have for us. Right. And the voice of the Lord says, step forward, walk forward. So I think it was really important at that time to stay in God's word and to read what his truths were, mm. because there's no way that you can navigate a difficult situation like that just relying on your own thoughts and feelings, because they will betray you on any given day. Oh, yeah, and some of our thoughts aren't our thoughts. Yes. That's what the Bible teaches. They're darts coming at us in our in our mind and our hearts from the enemy. So like, yeah. That's probably what you're describing. You know, Satan is lying to you, mm. and, and you had to overcome that, and you overcome it by the Word of God powerful and somebody needs to hear that today maybe they're out there listening right now and they're thinking my life is over because mm -hmm. my spouse passed or my my mm -hmm. child or my dad or you know whatever whatever we'll all lose loved ones i mm -hmm. lost both my parents to cancer mm -hmm. you know my mom died in 1977 when i was 10 years old so uh, you know but mm -hmm. you're right it's so critical what you're, you're conveying right now the process that you went through man our thought life is attacked by the enemy, and I never thought about it, especially after the death of a loved yes. one. And I really believe that when those things happen, that Satan believes that he won. Mm. Um, and I think that that's a time where Satan can ultimately win if if we give up. Um, you know, if we if we think about you know keeping ourselves in shape, you know, we can't take you know, six months off from the gym and then pop back and be healthy, right? right. So if we think about saying in the before. word every day that <laughs> prayer and God's word go hand in hand. Mm. I think that prayer without God's word mm. can can um, often, you know, lead to emotionalism. Right. Where God's word without prayer is, you know, reading the word, but I don't have the personal relationship with wow, God where I'm so communing good. with him. So true. You know, right. and so um, I think we were talking right before the broadcast, like my own personal testimony is is my life story. And that's what I have to share and what I have to give. But God's word 
um, is universal. Right. It is for everyone. Right. So, so uh, we, and everybody listening today, there might be somebody out there that says it totally resonates with me and that blesses me. And there might be somebody else that says, you know what? That's not really a word I need today. Mm. Um, and I say, if it's if you're feeling like it's not a word you need today, tuck it in your back pocket because because you may need it or somebody that you know might might right. need that word. But um, just to be able to stay in God's word, and and I would say too that the Christian community came around us and supported us and spoke truth to my heart and to my mind. So many people served us in so many ways. And I do remember at that time, you know, that there were people that said to me, I just don't know what to say. Hmm. And um, again, God's word is alive and active. If you're not sure what to say, then just speak God's word. Just speak a word of encouragement you know, at two people's hearts. And so in listening to that, and there were so many times where I could have gone down or I could have been more discouraged, but that that God's people came around me and spoke encouragement. That's um, so good. I mean, in every way, even a hug Mm -hmm. sometimes with no words. Yes. You know, is, is speaking volumes, you know what I mean? Just your love. And I'm sure you've experienced that. Uh, But what, Laura, what would you say to somebody that is listening right now that would say, I don't know Jesus Christ, you know, because mm-hmm. we don't know who's going to listen to this broadcast. Sure. They don't have that relationship. Maybe they know of God or they know God or they're religious, mm-hmm. but they don't know Jesus as their Savior yet. Like I was mm-hmm. until I was 30 years old is when I surrendered my life to Christ. And I'd been to church all my life up until that point. Um, but, you know, I can picture somebody listening to us right now saying, well, why pray? Right. You know, here's a woman sharing her mm-hmm. her heart about her husband who got diagnosed with cancer and ultimately they prayed and he departed the earth and thankfully we know uh, that he knew the Lord, you know, and so he is with the Lord, absent from the body, present with the Lord, right? But what would you say to somebody that might be driving in their car right now who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and, and, and is listening, you know, to why pray if, if prayer, you know, didn't accomplish mm-hmm. the result that we think we wanted the result to be, mm. you know? Yeah. I don't know what we would say to that person, but what would you say? Those are, t- those are tough questions, you know, and I even think about myself having gone through a difficulty and, and ultimately, you know, I, I would consider myself not simply a survivor, but somebody who's thriving in my life. And, you know, I would say that a relationship with Christ, there is a true peace that passes all understanding. Mm. And, I cannot even describe it in words because I think that it is of something supernatural. So I always think about in, in my ministry and in, in my life and in my relationships, I always tell people we're body, mind, and soul. Right. And when we take the soul part out, um, studies show that your mind doesn't even work properly when you take your heart out of things. Wow. And um, that God pursues our hearts. There's lots and lots of ways for us to stay healthy in our bodies. Um, and there's lots and lots of ways to like educate ourselves in our minds. But the only way to really grow ourselves spiritually is to have a personal relationship with the one that's created us. Right. And that is Jesus Christ. He, he exists. That's right. He is the truth. And um, I think today, if, if you're struggling to find that in your own life, if you're struggling to really trust that, um, two things. One, you can actually just stop what you're doing right now and pray that God will be with you in that struggle, mm. that um, he will allow you to supernaturally have more faith, to be able to feel things and see things that you haven't felt and seen before. That's good. You know, more in a, in a supernatural realm. Yeah. And that, and to understand that those things are a journey, just like it's a relationship when you, when you, um, first meet a friend, you don't know everything about them. Right. Um, even when you, when you have your own children, you know, when you bring a baby home, you don't know anything about that child and you grow, it's a journey. You yeah. grow in a relationship and to really just give yourself time and to give time, God time to, um, present himself to you and give yourself time to grow in your knowledge of him through different ways. That's good so advice. you might not feel it right this minute, but, um, you, you will be able to, if yeah, you start that grow journey. in trust. Is what yeah. you're basically is what I'm getting from you, yeah. and, because it, that's what it comes down to. to have a good relationship with somebody, you got to trust them. Uh, you know, to share your most 
innermost feelings mm-hmm. and innermost thoughts. You have to trust them. Mm-hmm. And you have to trust God being God. You know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, when he when he when he does something like that and trust him as a father. Right. You know, right. that that you know, like I would say this to anybody listening too, that no matter what you're going through right now, if you are facing cancer, if a loved one that you're praying for has cancer, I would say one, don't give up. Continue to pray. Two, it doesn't shut God's love off. You know, God loves us unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and, and, and by taking Joe home, your husband doesn't say that God doesn't love you. God loves you. You know, and we have to trust that. You know, and the Bible calls us to walk by faith, not by sight, or basically not by feelings, you know, by the truth of the Word sure. of God, which is what you were saying earlier. You know, you got to have that Word, and you got to have prayer. you got to have them both, you know, so it's it's good stuff. And uh, I, I know that somebody's listening to us today that are probably going through a similar circumstance. Mm-hmm. So I pray for you right now, whoever you may be, that... God would would just reveal himself to you in a special way and help you through what you're going through. But I don't want I don't want anybody to say, well, I'm just going to throw in a towel. Mm. You know, what good is it to pray? Prayer is powerful, you know. Prayer is powerful, Chris, and I would say too that that there's nothing supernatural about me. I'm not extraordinary. I'm not extra special. Like I'm run of the mill regular person. Um God doesn't love me more than he loves anyone else on earth. You know, God hasn't ordained more special things for me than he has for somebody else. And in the same respect, in, in taking Joe home to be with him, you know, he God was not against me. Hmm. And um, so the ability that we had as a family to walk forward and to pick up and keep going, God has done extraordinary things in my life. Now, I certainly don't want to come off like every day was like, wonderful because some days were so so difficult and you know i feel like i've cried you know more days than i haven't you know but um so in that i think prayer was my lifeline and my connection and Mm. prayer is much more about um a relationship and not just simply getting results right i would agree you know yeah that's powerful that 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 is awesome TJ, I see you over there, and uh, I know you you were great friends with Joe. You prayed for Joe. We've had this conversation several times, you know. Uh, what would you say about everything that we're talking about right now, and especially for anybody listening to us? I guess I would have to say is, um, you know, it, it's we have the luxury now of being almost five years removed from Joe passing away, and... When you're in the situation, it's really tough sometimes. Um, I was just a friend, you know, a friend of the family, and, and I struggled big time um, when Joe started to get really sick. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, so, be, but now that we're, we're five years removed from that, you can see how God has worked through the whole thing hmm. in my life, in Laura's life, in all three of her daughter's lives. Um, so it, what I would say to somebody who's out there listening that could be going through something tough um, is to, yeah, keep sticking with it, keep praying, whether it's physical, whether it's spiritual, um, keep relying on the Lord because you don't know what plans he has for you. Right. Um, you know, sometimes we try to figure that out. Sometimes we ask all the time. I know I used to ask all the time, God, what do you have for me? Just because I wanted to know. I was just mm. being, you know, selfish. I just want to know, is my career going to be okay? Am I going to get married someday? But, you know, we don't know the plans that God has for us in the future. W- what we're called to do is just trust that he's got us. Right. You know, and, and at the time when a loved one is dealing with something that's possibly terminal, it's hard to see anything other than what's right in front of you. Um, but... I just want to encourage anybody today that's listening that that God does have you, God does love you, and um, His will is is greater than our will. You know, His plans are greater than our plans. So um, just that's keep true. at it. There's this verse in the Bible that's coming to mind right now. It's called Nahum, the little mm-hmm. book in the Bible, Nahum, mm-hmm. one verse seven, and it says, "God is an ever-present help in the day of trouble," and it goes on to say this, and a n d he knows those who trust him right when you're trusting god god knows it and and for me 
as a parent, and Laura, you're a parent, you know, when one of your kids, if, if, if one of your daughters came to you today, Laura, and, and came into the house and said, Mom, and talking about whatever circumstance it is, and you gave them the answer, and they turned around, they looked at you, and they said, it's okay, Mom, I trust you. You're so good. You're such a great mom. You know what you're doing. I don't need to know all the answers, Mom. I don't need to know everything. I don't need, you know, uh, to know where whatever is coming from. I trust you, Mom, and you're a great mom. And then the door closed, and they went out and, you know, went out with their friends. I mean, you know, after we picked you up off the floor, right? <laughs> and and, and uh, because if my daughter said that to me, Dad, I don't need to know all. I don't need, Dad, stop explaining everything to me right now. I just want to let you know, Dad, I think you're a great dad, and I trust you. I know it's all going to be fine. And then she closed the door and went out on her bike. I'd be like, I'd be blown away. And, and sometimes I think, and it's hard to go through what you've gone through. You know, mm -hmm. my wife, Lori, lost her best friend, Rachel, mm -hmm. to breast cancer. And she left behind two little kids. And, you know, we prayed and we prayed hard, you know. Uh, but God chose to take Rachel home. And Rachel knew the Lord. You know, and, and uh, I'm sure God is an expert at using so many things. You know, you heard the, the phrase, you know, two birds at one stone. I bet used to, you know, TJ and Laura, you never thought you'd be on a radio broadcast five years later talking about <laughs> this, you know, struggle mm. that you both went through. You know, because I know, TJ, that you love Joe and you, you've mm. expressed that to me and you struggled and wondered why. And Laura, obviously, you loved your husband and you have three beautiful daughters that that you know are gonna maybe question and wonder why maybe they already have maybe we all you all have i know i've questioned things in my life you know and i want to say this to anybody listen to it it's okay to question god yeah absolutely right i mean have you you i'm sure you've had a lot of questions for the lord mm. you know with joe's sickness i think um you know that a lot of my questions were more so um about my own inadequacies to really deal with what was presented to me. Um, I, I, for some reason, I was able to have faith and be at peace with Joe leaving and, and knowing that God had him. But, um, you know, why would God put me in this position? Why would, you know, it was really, really tough for me to think of my children um, as growing up in a single parent family. That was hard. That was the hardest mm. thing for me. Because um, that would not be something I would choose for my children to to be in. And God has really taught me a lot and shown me that children who grow up in those circumstances can thrive. Right. That's the with his, beauty with for his ashes. gifts. And, and I, I think, too, I just really want to encourage anyone that's out there and, and listening and on their own, plug yourself into a church. Plug yourself into relationships. Find a healthy place to be where people can support you, not just do for you and serve you, but right. just to, to be in friendship with you and to travel life with you. There are a lot of people out there who have been through super difficult situations and um, have navigated them really, really well. And I would suspect that, that the majority of those people have seen prayer as pivotal to um, Absolutely. surviving and, and staying clear and staying and healthy in it. Yeah, because the prayer doesn't just stop. I mean, okay, so Lord, there was a there's a verse in the Bible, there's a story in the Bible about King David who, uh, with Bathsheba, who wasn't his wife, right? And uh, so he committed adultery, did all these things, and they had a baby out of it, right? So it was, uh, you know, unfortunate circumstances, but uh, they prayed and they fasted because the baby got sick, and it's in the Bible. And what happened? The baby went home to be with the Lord. Mm. This is King David's baby, right? And and the baby went home to be with the Lord. And, uh, you know, David basically, his servants came and told him the baby had passed away. And David just, okay, bring me my meal, start eating. He stopped fasting. And they were blown away by like, oh, wow, that's your response. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, that's what the Lord chose to do. He's mm. the Lord. He calls the shots. And that's how David approached it, you know. And uh, David went on, you know, serving serving the Lord the best he could and, but, uh, you know, my, my point is David, King David, prayed and fasted mm. for this baby to survive, and the baby didn't, and God knows what he's doing. And I would say that anybody listening, you don't just wake up one day and say, oh, I'm an expert 
I'm a black belt and trusting God. Mm-mm. It's developed. And I will say, when he left, I was like, did I, like, did I pray enough? Did I mm. pray the right words? Did I pray? Like, did you believe? Did you ever question right. yourself with that? Do you know what? I, like, I don't know. And I think a lot of it, like TJ knows Joe, like Joe is very strong. Yeah. Like spiritually. Um, non, every area of his life was not like stellar, but he was very strong spiritually and he took the lead and he was like, it's all going to be good. I remember when he came to me and he was like, um, the cancer is all through my body. He goes, but it's going to be okay. It's going to be good. We got this. Right. I'm like, uh, okay. So he was initially. Like it was literally a conversation in the kitchen. Wow. And was was, he, like, was okay. he believing God to be totally healed? Um, Joe? Do you know what? It just. It's funny, like, I think we realized, like, right from the get-go, like, he was terminal. So there was this bit of us that was like, we're asking for a miracle. Yeah. We're believing in faith that God will do a miracle. However, we didn't limit the miracle to his healing. Right. I guess that's what I would say. I don't know how to, like, express that. And I don't want other people to think, well, that's what they should do. But so when he left... Like, oh, sure, there are plenty of days where I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is not the ideal. But I didn't feel like, oh, we lost versus winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the people that live win, we lost. Like, so um, I didn't limit the win to physical healing. Right. I don't know, like, yeah, how no, else to say good. that? Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah, I think, like. Along those lines, like, we did see so many miracles happen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of, like, things have happened since. Like, there's it's still, we're still in in the journey, you know, for sure. How are your kids doing with it? I think my girls, like, they will say now they're at peace with that. Now, if if somebody said, would you like to have a dad or not have a dad? Well, of course, they'd like to have a dad. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they'd like to have the one they had. Right. But they recognized the fact that they had a good dad Mm. and that some people don't even Mm. have a living dad that's good. Mm. They know that. Like, they speak that. They post all kinds of, like, crazy stuff that's like, I'm at peace. They're at peace with what has happened because they believe for their own life that they have a testimony. Right. And that the goal of our family is... To see people come to Christ, right? And if wow. this is how like it is, like I often say, like I, I mean, like I'm not anything special. There's nothing special about me. Like I'm not better than other people. I'm not stronger than other people. It's only in Christ. Like if Joe and I are walking down the road and we both decided that he was going to leave so other people could come to Christ, he would leave. Like I know he would. So Absolutely. I can't and show powerful. up every day and Listen, go, oh, I just want you back. That's that is what you just you said know? right there. Let me just share a verse with you. Proverbs chapter 11 says this, he who wins souls is wise. Mm-hmm. Only wise people win people to Christ. All right? Only wise churches win people to Christ. Not every church on the corner is winning people to yeah. Christ. All right? Not every person that knows Christ is winning others to Christ or even attempting to. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, yeah. the scripture says, right? So when you just blew me away by what you just said that you could be walking. So let's just give an example. You could be walking on the boardwalk, and if Joe thought there was an opportunity for you, Laura, to share Christ with another gal or whoever, and if he thought he would hinder it, he would walk away. Putting God first right in the moment, right. dropping what he's doing, because he who wins souls is wise. I love that, and we need more people like that because what the enemy does in marriages and relationships is when, when people try to, you know, lead others to Christ or, or put the Lord first, sometimes the enemy will use that as a wedge mm. instead of a blessing. You know, so you were blessed. You and know, I've and tripped my blessed. way through it. I mean, trust me, it's not like amazing. I've tripped my way through it. Like on any given day, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, and I don't know. And I haven't always been shining or beautiful or well-spoken or any of that. But I've just been like every single morning, like, I feel like God gives me peace at night. Like, I go to bed every single morning. I wake up. I'm like, okay. Like, whatever it is that um, I can give. So when I first went into ministry, somehow I got, um, I kind of like, um, the the people at FCA, I felt like they were like so kind and so generous. And like, I was willing to, to like keep going and do it. And they were willing to help me to do it. So without FCA, I would never have been able to like 
be in ministry on my own. I was a stay-at-home mom for 17 years. I was a wife. Right. And um, so some, somehow I ended up in this group of like uh, directors in our region, 10 directors. They're all men. And I, the first time I sat at the table, I was like, this is not for me. Like these are people that know what they're doing. I don't. Yeah. And um, And so like God had to teach me what I had to bring to the table Man. and to show me how to do it. And then to like, you know, track like with people that could help me to do what I'm doing. So like even when Joe got sick, we immediately called another family that had already done cancer ahead of us. And we met with them. What do you do? What, how did, what did you say to your children? How did you navigate this? How did you navigate that? You know, and I will say there are people that think that some of the things that we did were great. There are other people that were like, I don't, I wouldn't have done that, but it doesn't really matter. Because right. this is what God's called me to do. That's right. So, like, um, you know, there's been a lot of extraordinary answers to prayer, like, of things that happened that I never, ever would have imagined. And, like, a lot of extraordinary things on our cancer journey that we had opportunity to share Christ on a continual basis. You know, like, we would go, and um, Joe was very much, like, show up at the hospital, like, who who I got to talk to here, like, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. And um, I actually got to go to the hospital once yes, with Joe. Yes, TJ went with him And once. it was... It was such a crazy experience for me because like Joe, like, you know, part of who Joe was too, is he was larger than life. You know, he had a very like, um, infectious personality. Wow. Like, and he was always, you know, even through cancer, like he was always smiling, always happy. Like, um, so we go into this cancer hospital and it was like right when you ever see that, uh, YouTube, uh, thing called bad lip reading where they dub over like voices over like people talking and they had nfl so it was like they took cl little clips of the nfl of people you know saying things on the sidelines or like tom brady saying something in the huddle and they would put like a funny voice over top of it that matched it looked like what he was saying and joe had an ipad and he's playing that on full volume just cracking up wow. in this hospital where you got sick and dying people all around us and mm. you know we walk in there and it's just like it just feels like death Right. And just that little thing, man, like that had such an impact on me, like seeing how he was different and also watching just that little thing that he did, just laughing, bringing laughter into a dying place, how that infected people and how that started conversations with people. And like it was just and people just wanted to be close, you right. know, like yeah. people would move to sit closer. Like it, it was just weird. And but but so cool. Um, and it was because he had, you know, he had something different. He had a joy inside of him that couldn't be mm -hmm. taken. Um, man, not know, even no cancer what. could take his joy. Yeah. So it, it was a cool opportunity. I'm so grateful that I got to be, you know, alongside. And so God stuff. used Joe in the midst of his cancer mm -hmm. in so many different ways. Very much so. I remember one time he was really sick and he had written this blog and he, at the end of it, he's like, if you don't have a Bible and you want a Bible, let me know and I'll get you one. So here I am, like, he's too sick. He's like home. I'm driving these Bibles around town, like for people that... Responded. You know, responded yeah. and it's like oh my gosh that's so exciting and so like i think about now like um one of the first my one of my first thing you know along the fca journey you know outside the camps even you know we got went back to the campus and like i went to atlantic city high school and like he would always go to atlantic city high school to go to the fca there and i brought his bible with me and I'm like, here I am. I'm doing it. Like I'm the one now going right. in. And what an honor! Like what a privilege yeah. to to walk in in that way. And um, you know, even really in regards to ministry, like we've just seen a, a tremendous amount of growth since you know the years that he's been gone. Um, it's been four and a half years, and um, new leaders have come on. They have extraordinary stories of God working in their own life. And, you know, it's almost like, you know, we're kind of stepping aside so that they they can grow and they can minister and um, share Christ. And uh, so it's a lot of amazing opportunities. Um, it's not the easiest thing. I mean, I can't say there's lots of things that were seemed impossible to me that are now every day. Hmm. Wow. You know? I love that, you know, because uh, there's a saying out there, God doesn't call the qualified. Mm -hmm. Right. So the guy with the Ph.D. or right. the woman with the Ph.D. or the woman who graduated from Bible college and, and hey, there's nothing wrong with graduating right. from Bible college, but we're saying if what what it sounds like God to me, God wants to use you. God wants to use you. you. You don't have to be qualified. You just got to be called mm -hmm. or ready, available. Right. You know, and you were available. Mm -hmm. You know, you had fears. You had like I can't do this. Like Moses, what did Moses say to God when God said, "Hey, go speak to King Pharaoh in Egypt"? You know what Moses said to God? 
He said, I, I can't do that. He goes, right. I stutter when I speak. God said, Moses, who makes the mouth? Yeah. You know, and basically it's, it's amazing. I love hearing what you're sharing because it's encouraging yeah. to me and to others that, hey, you don't have to have all the answers for God to use you in a mighty way. And pray for God to use you. Hmm. And don't get stuck on the way that you want it to look, you know. And oh, when you're good. praying, like, and I think I, I got that from Matt Mayer. Wasn't that May? It's, um, what did he say? Um, when you have an agenda for God, you can't see the gifts from God. And that is so true because I'm like a planner and I'm right. pretty like able to, I'm pretty independent. So I'd be like, God, here's my plan. You know, I know you're busy. So if you could just approve my plan and then I could just go ahead with go it. Go ahead It'd and be implement great. it. Awesome. Yeah. But God's not I'll call like, you when no. I need you again, right? You know, my plan reveals my glory, mm. not yours. <laughs> so I'm still mm. tripping my way like through that on an everyday basis. But sometimes I find myself in places and like, like I, I, I was at a church dinner recently for a church that supports us and I'm at a table of all widows, but they're all like in their 70s and 80s. And like, I just had, like, I was one of them. Right. And it was really neat because um, their perspective was from 70s and 80s. And, you know, their their road is hard. It's not mm. easy to be, you know, a widow, even in in our society that provides. And um, so it was interesting because we, we started, like, um, talking, like, just in, like, funny ways, like humor, humorous, like, right. in humor that only widows would understand, right. you know? <laughs> and um, it was neat to see all these older women just, like, chuckle to themselves and say ridiculous things that, like, if you weren't a widow, you'd be, like, yeah, what really are they uncomfortable talking about? or aghast right, with right. some of the things that we were sharing. But I was like, wow, what a privilege to be, you know, with these women and just be, like, one of them because of my circumstances, you know, so. Um, That's awesome. So, so much good. Good. You can say, yeah, has come sure. out of what you've been through, and what you've been through is losing your husband mm -hmm. to cancer. A strong believer in the Lord, a man who was in full time ministry, a man who loved God, right? Uh, God still chose mm. to take him home, and you know sometimes uh, God does that, right? Yeah, but He didn't leave you alone, did He, Laura? No, God. definitely not. And He's still with you, and He's still working in your life. He's put you in ministry. He's using you you know, in FCA, and he's helping you raise your, your three daughters. I mean, it's almost as if God, God allowed this to happen. Maybe I don't know what, why the reason is, and anybody out there would not know the reason, right? But it, it looks like to me that God, one of the, his plans was to, to grow you, to use you, and, and to do what he's doing with mm -hmm. your life, with Laura's life. Yeah. You know, so yeah, God's amazing. And I have to say thank you to TJ because um, he's really stepped in and cared for our family in in some really neat ways that like like God ordained his personality in and his giftedness in a way that that we would need and so many others that he cares for and serves. And so um, my you know my girls definitely have like an awesome you know Christ-centered big brother that shows up you know. At, at uh, some opportune times, so it's really neat to see the way. But you have to have your eyes open to that. I think that's true yeah. with prayer. Prayer is like really intimate. Right. But in terms of answers for prayer, you have to be like open with your heart and not just your mind and what you can see. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's um, good. Which is hard. And if you really are uncomfortable with the way God is answering your prayer, you know, pray that that He'll give you a comfort level with it. Like, just say, you know what? This isn't what I was thinking. Right. This isn't what I really was planning. So if you are going to make good out of this, then you're really going to have to teach me in it. Right. You and, know? And, uh, well, well, back to what you're pointing about, TJ, earlier. I thank God for you too, TJ. Oh, you're, my gosh. You, uh, stop talking about me. He's <laughs> a blessing. And uh, in so many ways to so many people. But, you know, my fear would be for somebody that has gone through what you've gone through, Laura, would be this. That they would give up on God, one. Mm. They would give up on prayer, two. Because I believe that God has ordained prayer, obviously, for so many different reasons. You know, like you said, to build intimacy, to, to do all these things. Actually, you know, you can even say that prayer uh, can be used to advance God's kingdom mm -hmm. because there's things that don't sure. happen, the Bible says, without prayer. You know, prayer and fasting, it says. But So prayer can be used for so many things, and, and I would say do not 
give up on prayer because you know you may not have seen that that healing you may not have seen that big answer to prayer that that you're asking god for because god's a father he knows what's best he knows who's trusting him as it says in am 1 7 but you can still see answers to prayer you can still enjoy god as a father you know, yeah. you can still pray for that parking spot. You can still pray for the next person that gets diagnosed in cancer. And God chooses to use your prayer mm. to completely cleanse that person from that sickness, which we've also, you know, Absolutely. all of us here at this yes. table have seen never people get healed. That. Yeah, never give up on prayer, never give up on God. Learn how to enjoy God as a father through trusting him and praying about everything in your daily life is what I would say to somebody listening today. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Trust God with the results, just as Laura has trusted God with the rest of her life and with your daughters. It's an amazing testimony. I want to thank you so much for sharing that. I know it's not easy to share that. And uh, I just like how God is using you and is going to use you, especially this summer with all your camps you got planned and everything else. And if anybody's listening, they want to reach out to Laura. Uh, you know, maybe maybe she has you know ministered to you. Uh, her websites again are yeah it's um, fcacapeatlantic.org and fcasurf.org. Awesome! And if you want to support what Laura's doing in FCA, I I would ask that you would go to his websites and well and pray prayerfully consider supporting Laura. So thank you, Laura, for being on the show. T TJ, any last words? You almost called words? me JT. <laughs> I know <laughs> it almost came out. <laughs> You're gonna have to cut that out. No way, man! I'm leaving that in. <laughs> No, just thank you, Laura, so much for coming here. You know, thinking back to just the miracles that we've seen, I, I would have never expected five and a half years ago or four and a, four and a half years ago right. to be sitting here doing a radio broadcast with Laura Matera. So um, it's just so cool to see how our lives have been so intertwined mm. over the past four and a half years. And it's and it's because of really what we're talking about, what happened. Um, I mean, we still, you know, I mean, we still would be friends and I you know I would still sure, be tight with sure. Joe I'm sure and and your girls but things my relationship specifically with Laura is just um it took a very interesting but awesome turn <laughs> when all of that happened and um, I'm just grateful for her friendship and um just to be likewise yeah just yeah. to be around with you guys and to be able to do life with you guys so thank you really appreciate it and uh God bless and yeah you're welcome yeah, Honored yeah thank to be you here. thank you so much all right well, we'll catch you guys next week for another Worry Less, Pray More radio show. And uh, we just pray that this one blesses you. And if you need anything, reach out to us at worrylesspraymore.com. God bless you. This has been the Worry Less, Pray More show. We want to thank you for listening today. If you'd like any more information on anything Chris is doing, you can visit worrylesspraymore.com. Or you can download the Worry Less, Pray More app available in the App Store and Google Play. Also, be sure to get a copy of Chris's book or download a free ebook from the website. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week.